Blog Talk Radio. and you're listening to today's show is titled excuse me social media changes business should make in a post-pandemic world or rather let's say this again six social media changes businesses should make in a post-pandemic world. So, why are we talking about social media? Well, for one thing, the pandemic only accelerated a trend that was already happening because technology had moved to where business was being done on the internet. Digital marketing was growing and social media is a part of that digital marketing progress. So everyone is talking about what businesses should be doing during the pandemic in many parts of the world. Global vaccination programs are bringing an end to the lockdowns with businesses about to reopen, society returning to normal. Business leaders must prepare for the changes they need to make in the post-pandemic world. Social media has a proven to be the e-commerce avenue that has remained undisturbed or undisrupted by the last year. And companies have taken advantage of that between February and June of 2020. Social media marketing spends increased by 74% for business. If the pandemic caught us anything, Social media has never been more critical to be success, but how can the business take advantage of social media? And here's what you need to know about social media's success in a post-pandemic world. What are we talking about when we're talking about social media? Well, Facebook has been around. Remember when MySpace was also available? but MySpace died. Now, in conjunction with Facebook, you have Instagram, you have Snapchat, you have WhatsApp, you have Instagram, you have YouTube. All of these are a marketing avenue for using and getting the word out about what you do. So, you must increase your advertising budget. The reasoning for this seems obvious. Returning are at the highest level in history. Businesses reported that the contribution of social media to overall company revenue has risen by 24% since February 
2020. Naturally, with returns as high as these, it makes sense to up your social media spend. There is another reason, though. With more players in the market, click costs will also increase as more businesses compete to get their ads shown and clicked on. To continue to get the results you had in 2020, your post-pandemic spend will need to go up. Now, social media is a part of digital marketing. And what you do when you use social media, or as we've been talking about click rates, that's using a sales funnel. And a sales funnel is basically getting someone's name and email address by first giving them something, whether it's for a nominal fee or if not a nominal fee, you can give it to them for free in exchange for getting their name and email address. Then you're putting them through a process where you're either going to upsell them with a one-time offer or you're going to downsell them with a one-time offer. And how they come, how they go through that determines whether you can increase the amount of money you're making or not, or decrease it. And once you have their name and email address added to your autoresponder, then you can start building that relationship by sending out emails. And that's where you can develop a relationship with the people on your list. And there's many ways that you can get and utilize a sales funnel to help you build your sales. Play with new, with new channel on existing networks. As competition grows, fiercer markets need to differentiate themselves the crowd. Big business tends to move slow, but hits like a truck when it gets going. Use your superior ability to pivot by investing in new channels on existing networks. For example, Instagram Reels launched in the summer of 2020. It focuses on short-term videos, which is essentially the platform's attempt at taking advantage of TikTok's success, playing with new channels and pivoting to what people want will increase engagement levels, which ups your chances of making a sale. So here's what it what we're going to talk about. When you put a video on YouTube, then what's happening? If depending on whether it's fun or it's exciting or you're, you're basically giving them something that wants them to really watch it, then and also use your hashtags, use your keywords, because when people put things into the search at the top of YouTube or in Google, you want your keywords to show up, and that increases your ranking 
and increasing your ranking, it also increases your sales. It's all in the video. Social media experts have espoused the benefits of video content for years. Video is easier to consume on all devices, but particularly on mobile devices. And it adds an air of authenticity. If you've hesitated to invest in video content, now is the time. The roaring success of the TikTok social media platform is a testament to how important video content is. TikTok was one of the most downloaded apps throughout the pandemic, and average engagement rates are high at all levels, which is true that the majority of TikTokers users are under 30. Businesses should still take heed of the lessons TikTok's success has delivered. Videos access all social media networks that acquire 21.2% more engagement than static images. And this is consistent across every age group. Investing more in video post-pandemic is not only a way of gaining a competitive edge. It's something that consumers expect. You can create your videos through Facebook Live, through TikTok, through YouTube, and also there's a software called Screencast-O-Matic where you can create videos that you can either upload to YouTube, upload to their site to, to, to use as storage. Even on TikTok, you can actually utilize uploading those videos. So just remember that what's happening is you got the millennials and you got Generation Z, and they grew up incorporating technology because they grew up during the computer age, during the digital age, and they have an advantage. That's why so many young people are adapted to using TikTok and creating videos with them. So understanding and incorporating all of these tools can literally help you when it comes to growing your business and incorporating all of these tools into how you are going to do business today. Ignore the baby boomers. Companies primarily targeting the older generations have dismissed social media as a channel for co connecting with them. In previous years, this was true. Any company whose target audience was baby boomers would have been better off investing in more traditional advertising products. The pandemic has altered how baby boomers discover brands. For more than 25% of baby boomers are spending longer on social media as a result of the pandemic. In reaching older customers, it's part of your strategy. Investing in social media is now a viable option. Now, let's talk about the baby boomer generation because that spreads 
between the 1960s, or rather 1945 to the 1964. So they're called the baby boomers simply because right after World War II, there was a boom of babies being born. Now, that means they range from their 70s into their 50s. The older they are, the less likely they're going to be using social media. But remember, during the pandemic, they had to learn to use Zoom to keep in touch with family members. So what happened was that it was if you couldn't see each other, you had to do FaceTime online. And I know many of people who are my age, who are baby boomers, that don't know and want to learn how to use a computer. And yet, they they wanted to keep in touch with family members, so they had to learn how to utilize softwares like Zoom to keep in touch with each other, to do FaceTime with one of That's why Zoom became one of the best-known products at this time. So let's look at social issues should be at the forefront of your marketing strategy. One side effect of the pandemic was how it changed the priorities of the average consumer. Well, let's look at that. What do we mean by it changed the average consumer? Well, for one thing, they had to change how they were doing things. Because remember this. Now, for one thing, I'm just going to backtrack a little bit here, that I grew up with a disability at a time when people with disabilities were not recognized or even known as a viable group of people. There were no laws that guaranteed people with disabilities the right to an education. There was no laws that guaranteed people with disabilities the right to employment. Then come 1977, I was in graduate school at the time, but that's literally when they finally passed the Individual Disability Education Act. And because of that law, people with disabilities up to age 21 would finally guarantee the right to an education. And when they got the right to an education and many were graduating and finding it difficult to find employment, that's when the Americans with Disabilities Act became law. But here's the kicker. Back in 1973, you had the Rehabilitation Act of 1973, and that addressed many of the same things that the Americans with Disabilities Act addressed, which was accessibility, employment, and education. But at the same time, there was no reason to enforce those things at that time. But when they went and <coughs> excuse me, put together the Americans with Disabilities Act, for one thing, what did they do? They 
called people with disabilities in front of Congress to let them tell their story and tell what their needs were instead of the able-bodied community deciding what what should be given to people with disabilities. That's why if you notice terminology changed and a few other things changed. But the idea was that one thing, it opened doors. And technology for people with disabilities makes an equal playing field when it comes to employment and adapting how business is being done. One side effect of the pandemic was it changed the priorities of the average consumer with no work to go to and shelter in place orders. In effect, many people have had the time to focus on larger issues of injustice. Throughout 2020, the world watched as Black Lives Matter took the media spotlight in the United States. The campaign for a $15 minimum wage hit the headlines like never before. The accessibility of health care became a key issue. Finally, the Capitol riots added further fuel to the fiery debate over white supremacy and extremist politics. Regardless of your stance on any of these key issues, companies took time to speak, not about their brands, but about social justice issues. Ben and Jerry's took advantage of the perfectly, uh, this perfectly. They were bold to the point and did not attempt to appear at all sides. The company has been widely praised for its campaign against white supremacy. But don't forget that this is still a corporate form of marketing, and it worked. Ben & Jerry's has been highlighted for its political activism by everyone from marketing undergrad students to major news networks. This level of publicity has blown its competitors of the water. So how should you take advantage of that in 2021? Well, activism has traditionally been an area avoided by companies for fear of upsetting people. Today it works both ways although 55% of customers said they would boycott a brand that doesn't align with their views. A third of customers said they would recommend a brand that does not align. Or rather, let's go back and say that again. A third of customers said they would recommend a brand that does align with their views. Taking a stand becomes a new normal. Know your customers and take a stand on the issues that matter most to them. And in that sense, what you're doing is you're target marketing. You know your niche market and you know what buzzwords work with them. And that's 
what you're addressing. So remember, you have to, in any business you're in, know who your customers are. What are their beliefs? So remember, why did Ben and Jerry's make it work so well? Because their main customers are those younger people, the ones who have young children. Because you take your baby or your young child in, and what do they want? They want ice cream. They want cake because it tastes good. Or it may be a treat that they get once in a, once in a while. But here's what I want to do is I want to give you something that kind of targets in on what you're saying. Because now I, I recently took part in something where it was talking about limbic messaging. And what is limbic messaging? Well, limbic messaging is something where you're using the right words that's going to help you. For instance, here's what you want to say. We believe in giving money or giving, wait a minute, let's go back. We believe in giving more value to our customers to establish trust and solving problems. I want to help you increase sales, so I put together a training package to help you increase your sales. And here's another way of putting that. I want to help you build success, a successful business when I've worked with clients in the past. And the first thing that we worked on is a business plan to help them create an action plan for their business on how their finance will grow. I want to offer you the opportunity to take the first step to giving you to gain a successful business to show you how to put together articles or rather as you can see what I'm doing is talking about a business plan and in every business when you get started you need some type of action plan on where you're starting from, where it is that your end goal, and how you're going to get there. What team of people are going to help you? And what kind of budget do you have to make it successful? And the idea being that there's certain things that you put into your business plan that literally become your guideline of how to grow your business. The final change that you need to make in the post-pandemic world is to stop talking about the virus. <clears throat> Although you might think that showing off your new office layout to keep the virus at bay is a smart option, it's not. Studies have shown consumers are sick of hearing about the coronavirus and anything related to it. As early as May 2020, 41% of consumers said that they wanted to hear about topics from brands that were unrelated to the pandemic. Almost a year later, 
It doesn't take a genius to assume these numbers have risen drastically. The biggest change that you can make on social media post-pandemic is to look forward to, and not back. Adapt to the new world of social media. The key takeaway here is that pandemic changed consumer behavior like nothing else. This historical event has made your previous strategy obsolete. You must adapt to what consumers expect today, whether they're channeling or championing a cause or trying out formerly unconsidered channels. It's time to acknowledge, adapt, and change. What post-pandemic social media marketing changes have you in the pipeline? Now, as you see, in today's place, there are many things that you can do that can help you with changing your messaging. So how will you how will you literally take that and and create a message that can help you? change how you do business today. So think about it and how are you going to make all of the the kind of response that you make? Well let's let's kind of give you a little bit about what limit messaging is because limit messaging really is how you phrase things. So for most ads that we see today on TV and even on mobile address, our prefrontal cortex, without getting too much into the brain anatomy, the prefrontal cortex is the frontal part of the brain that is in charge of attention, awareness, personality traits, social behavior, mental flexibility, planning, and inhibition of primal behaviors. And what happens is when you give a message that targets these existing parts of the brain, whether it's their social or their, whether it can be hunger or their sexual drive, it sounds horrible, but in some ways, it is, but there are many ways to align it with our brand in socially acceptable way. So what you're doing is how you say it. Now that we've covered the super basics of some brain anatomy, it's time to think about ads and the apps that we use. When we're browsing through our Facebook or our Snap feed, or when we're heading to to watch Lady Gaga's new video, our likelihood of stopping what we're doing is very high. The thing most advertisers miss is that we won't stop what we were doing to listen to a funny, lovable, or complicated story as this requires we see. So, when you target market, it's the words you use. So, 
think of the user state of mind in the platform you're targeting them in. When you browse through Snap or TikTok, you're not in the same state of mind as when you browse Facebook. So if you want people to buy your product right after they click use in a stimulus, then it's somehow related to this action, stopping the thumb for the sake of stopping more harmful. So as you can see, we're talking about the limbic messaging that you're giving. What parts of the brain? What's going to make them change? And in social media, when you're talking to someone, you want to connect with that part of their brain and their thinking. So you can go to my website, and that website is the number one personalcareercoach.com. And we offer group and individual coaching that can work with you and help you to develop a strategy of starting a business online and growing a business online. So bottom line, I can help you launch, grow, and expand your online business. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.